together. He's worthy. Worthy of every song we could ever sing. He's worthy of all the praise we could ever bring. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. We live for you. Jesus, the name above every other name. Jesus, the only one who could ever save. He's worthy. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. We live for you. Oh, we live for you. Holy, there is no one like none beside you. Open up my eyes in wonder and show me who you are and fill me with your heart and lead me in your love to those around me. song we could ever sing. Worthy of all the praise we could ever bring. Worthy of every breath we could ever bring. We live for you.
today to actively build your life upon his firm foundation. Is your trust in him alone? Or is it half on you, half on him? Or did you take it all back? But sing this as a commitment. And if you're not ready to make that commitment, wait and pray and submit. Because his is the only foundation that's stable enough to build our entire lives upon. He's the only one that we can give it all to and he can handle it. Sing this again together, I will build my life. grateful for your presence, for your spirit, for your power. We're grateful for the work that you're doing in our lives, the work you're doing in this church, Father God. Accept these songs as a praise offering to you, as a thank you for who you are, who you continue to be, and what you do, Lord God. We love you.
surround me with a song of deliverance from my enemies till all my fears are gone. I'm no longer a slave. chosen me has called my name I've been born again to your family your blood flows through my veins I'm no longer a slave to fear I am child of God. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child so good is he not come on lift up a shout to Jesus this morning Woo! I'm so excited we get to do baptisms this morning it's gonna be so phenomenal and one of the coolest things if we can get our baptizees to come over here with these guys right here come on there you are come on so good so good there's something special about making your faith public Come on, letting everybody and the devil know that you are taken, you are good, you are redeemed, you are made new, amen? Oh, it's so good. It's so, so good. Who are we starting with? Des, you're going to go first? Come on, go ahead and get in here, girl. 
Cliffin, Jen, where are you at? Oh, you're right there. Oh my goodness, you're right there. Can you can somebody hold that for her? So let her film that. Thank you. Come here, and I want you to pray for pray for Dennis. Come here, Cliff. Let's pray over. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We just thank you, Lord. We love Desiree, and we know that you have just brought her into our lives, Lord, to just love on her, to remind her that she is. Right, come on. Yes, Lord. Desiree, have you made the Lord Jesus Christ your, your Lord and Savior? So today we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Come on. Praise God. That's winning right there. <laughs> So, so good. Come on, Summer. Come get some of this. Summer, you're awesome. We love you so much. We're just so excited for you. It's just amazing to think when you came here to vote and what God has done since then. So, so could, would you mind sharing just a couple words? I already did. That's what you're going to share? She came here to vote, come on, in November, and because she had to walk by church to get to voting right in that building, gave her life to Jesus right here in this parking lot. Come on, somebody. Our God is so good. So, so good. So you have made the Lord Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior. I got to tell you, my bride and I are so proud of you. We've loved watching you over the last few months and watching what God's doing in you and through you, and he's not done yet. This is just the beginning. There's a whole fight ahead, but the fight is worth it. Okay? The fight is worth it. So today, we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Woo! Yes, God. Come on. Come on. Thank you, Lord, for summer. Praise you, God. So, so good. Well, those are the ones we had that were signed up to do it. Does anybody else want to make their faith public this morning that hasn't signed up? They're just like, you know what? I want to take the plunge today. Today's my day. I want to give you an opportunity to do that. I got a towel here for you. I don't have a pair of shorts, but I have a towel for you. All right? I just want to make, give that extra opportunity. Praise God. Let's worship together.
Morning church. There it is. Morning church. I'm still like flowing with the Holy Spirit as we watch these two young ladies get baptized this morning. Um, and just to think that their journey with the Lord is just beginning. Um, so amazing. I can only tell you that the Lord has worked so crazy in our lives just to think what's going to happen with them. It's, it's very exciting. So um, let's give them another round of applause for uh getting baptized this morning and starting that journey with the Lord. Welcome, church. Welcome to all the people who haven't been here before, our newcomers, our VIPs to us. So if you could go back to the welcome booth back there and sign a connection card, we'd appreciate it. Um, my name is Keith Corwin. This is my beautiful wife, Vicki. <laughs> my best friend. Um, she is a part of the prayer team as well as myself. Um, we have a prayer tent back there. If anybody needs any prayer um, after service, you can come see us, um, and we'd love to pray for you. Um, I'm also part of the transportation ministry. We uh, help bring this trailer 
to the school every Sunday. Thank and you. Um, if anybody has a pickup truck that would like to join in and serve and um, get church here to the school every Sunday, we'd appreciate that. You can come see me back at the prayer tent as well. Um, so we're going to, we'd like to thank everybody for joining us online, uh, Facebook, YouTube. Um, we have interactive church on the church center app, which is a good place to connect with us as well. Um, and if you don't have the church center app, that's where we're um, posting a lot of stuff. We have our um, small groups on there. You can join up. It'll automatically send us an email and we'll invite you into the group. Um, you can see event dates and times and you can put prayer requests on there. We see those. We pray over them. Um, so if you don't have the church center app, please download the church center app. Good to see Cece and Dave in the house today from church. Um, okay, so we're going to continue worshiping the Lord with our tithes and offerings. Um, and we go through so many scriptures that describe what the tithe is um, and how we're supposed to give a tenth of our, what has been provided to us by the Lord to the Lord. Um, and then he will continue to provide for us. So there's so many scriptures we could go through. I don't want to go through the scriptures. I just want to remind you guys that that's not to pay the church's bills. It's, it's so that you can join in a covenant with the Lord and that he can pour out a blessing onto you. He says that, you know, he dares you to test him and that he will open the windows of heaven to you and pour out a blessing that you can't contain. You know, who doesn't want that, right? We can testify to the fact that the Lord has provided for us very recently in a, in a downturn of my business. Um, and we got an overabundance um, right in the next load that I took. So um, it's very true. It's very real. It's not to pay the church's bills. It's to um, join a covenant with the Lord. So I invite you all to do that. Um, and if we could just pray over our tithes and offerings. We have a, um, it's a give box right here. If you want to do a traditional envelope or you can give online through the church center app. Um, and I would just like to pray over our tithes. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to join in a covenant with you. Um, we give you all the praise and all the glory, Lord, and we have no problem giving you our first fruits, Lord. We thank you for everything that you're doing for our church. We thank you for these two young ladies that just got baptized, Lord, and we're excited to see what you're going to do in and through them, Lord. We give this all to you in your holy and precious name. Amen. Um, we'd like to welcome the Christian Motorcycle Association. Thank you for coming. We're going to have hot dogs and chips and drinks after church. Um, and then we also have a men's breakfast and work day at the Slave Free Ranch this Saturday. Anybody that wants to come, please let Pastor Keith or myself know, um, and we'll, we'll get you on the list. Okay, so I'm coming with the announcements for today, and I just wanted to say for anyone who is here who is a first-time guest, uh, I encourage you to fill out a Connect card and just get connected with our church. We are a church that is growing and growing wonderfully, and we would love for you to be a part of it. So if you guys go to the back where it says welcome, uh, you can gladly fill out a connection card and um, just get connected with all of us. Um, and so what's happening this week in our announcements is youth group this Tuesday for middle school and high schoolers. They are learning some awesome life skills like vehicle maintenance and sewing and more. 
get your youth involved. If you guys have any youth who you see are at home and just a little bored and, you know, not really having anything to do with themselves, uh, get them connected uh, with the youth group here. You can see uh, Jen in the back, um, and she can help you out with that. Um, and so this is exciting. There will be a couple's date night this Thursday. Uh, and so we have rented the VIP room at Pins and Pockets in Lake Elsinore. Uh, there are 16 spaces available uh, for couples. Um, so register quick. Uh, what will be included are the shoes, bowling, and some food will be covered. Uh, you just have to find childcare. Um, but join us for a fun date night. Um, and that's, that's cool. <laughs> okay, and so save the date uh, for Sunday, May 16th. If any of you have children and you would like for them to get dedicated, uh, that will be happening Sunday, May 16th. Um, and so also, uh, like we already said, we love being connected. Get involved and be a part of a group or team. Also, when you download the church app, we have different groups in there, small groups, and we have uh, teams where you can get involved, um, like the prayer team, um, my husband uh, pulling the trailer, and there are lots of other things that we need to be covered here at the church. And so you guys are more than welcome to get involved in uh, being part of our church and just serving on behalf of the Lord. Um, and then you can find all this and more, like I said, on the church app, the church center app. Thank you. Awesome, you guys. Thank you so much. I just love those guys. They're incredible. How's everybody doing this morning? Thank you, sir. Keep me hydrated. I thank you. Who, I can't remember who brought me some sunblock this morning. Thank you for that. I totally forgot until you brought it, so I am protected. I appreciate that. Let's see how the people are doing online. Let's talk to some peeps online. We've got, oh, my goodness, we got. Oh, this, this blesses me. Pastor Paul Bernard is watching. Come on, somebody. That's so cool. Dorothy Faraganin. My old friend, Kevin McCaw. Dude, I told you the bikes are right here, man. We're waiting for your bike to get here. Come on, dude. Got to come. Carolyn McKinney, Heather Brano, my mother-in-law, Sonny Hassler. Um, Chelsea, your uncle, John Hassler, is watching. So good. AJ's on there, double dipping, loving on people online. So good. Awesome. I'm so glad that you are here this morning. I'm so pumped for the word today. Are you pumped for the word today? Oh, that breeze feels good. That breeze feels good. Goodness gracious. Where are my paper Bible people at? We got some paper Bible people in the house. Did you bring a paper Bible today? Nope. Okay, cool. Anyway, um, where, where, where are my electronic Bible people at? Oh, we got a few more of those. All right, all right, all right. It's good. It's all fine. You know, you're looking at the clouds. You're like, you know, it might rain today. I'm not going to bring my paper Bible to church today. That's all right. It's cool. It's all good. I'm glad you're here today. If you've got your Bible today, go ahead and turn to Matthew chapter 11, and we're going to start in verse 2. And while you're turning there, I just want to tell you how awesome our team is. Can I tell you that? Like, Living Stones Church team is just incredible. Can we just, oh, man, lift up a shout for those guys. I was just thinking about this yesterday, and uh, I was thinking about the Twisses and the Corwins and the Branos and the Dominguezes and the Leppelmans and the Mulats and Livingstons and Punzels and Reeves, Josh Moore, Kara Hyde, McNeese's Wrights, Madison. Madison, you are a savior. I, she came over to our house. She called us yesterday and said, is there anything I can do for you? And I said, we haven't used the baptism pool in a while. 
Come on, somebody, you just like, ugh. Just make that sound for me. Ugh. Oh, man. But she was, she was so, so awesome, and she came and made sure that the pool was all clean and ready to go. And, and, uh, but we just had, oh, it just blew my mind thinking about everybody. Everybody's in different places doing stuff for the Lord. You know, prepare. I, did, I missed, like, at least dozens of names in that list. Are you with me? Right? People that were doing things that I didn't even have an idea that they were doing and making happen was happening while we were doing something else. Isn't that awesome? Oh, it just blows my mind. I just love our team. Lift up another clap offering for our team. They just, they just exceed expectations. Somebody say exceed expectations. Exceed expectations. Somebody say expectations are contagious. Who's expecting this morning? Are you expecting the word of God to move this morning? Some people are like, am I pregnant? What do you mean expecting? You know, like. What to expect when you're expecting, I don't know, you know, some of the guys are like, I don't know, does that work for me too? I don't know. Who's expecting Jesus to move this morning? Oh, I'm ex- if you're not sitting next to somebody who's expecting Jesus to move, you can move chairs right now. It's okay to sit next to somebody who's expecting this morning because expectations are contagious. Are you with me? Come on, somebody. I'm excited this morning. It's going to be good. Somebody say it's going to be good. It's going to be good. If you haven't caught the other parts of this series, this is the third part of the series. The first one was praise is key. Did you like that message? Oh, it was good. How about layer of lies last week? Oh, come on. We're just bringing the, bringing the enemy out to the forefront. Well, part three this week of this prison break series is titled prison of perspective. Prison of perspective. Tell your neighbor, what, what's, what's the title today? There you go. Good. I just want to make sure you're listening. That, that you're on that electronic Bible and it didn't lead you astray over to Facebook or some other thing. Come on, somebody. If you'd like, you can follow along in the Bible app, the Version Bible app. Go to the More button on the bottom, click Events, and look up Living Stones Church. All of the notes are in there. You can take your notes in there. It's pretty awesome. But this morning, uh, we are in Matthew chapter 11, verse 2. Who's there? Give me a shout. All right, cool. Here, here, here's, our, here's our subject matter for this morning. And it starts in verse 2. It says, John the Baptist. Somebody say John the Baptist. Who was in prison. Say who was in prison. Who was in prison. Heard all about the things the Messiah was doing. So he sent his disciples to ask Jesus. Verse 3. Are you the Messiah we've been expecting or should we be looking for someone else? Here we go. We're going to be learning about John the Baptist today. Are you excited? Oh, my goodness. I, this, this dude gets me all kinds of excited. Because when I, I, I'm so grateful that CMA is here today, that the angel riders are here today. I'm so pumped about that. You know what? Because it just makes this place a little bit more scary. Are you with me? I just love making church scary. It just makes it so much more fun. But, you know, you get some burly-looking people to come up in here and make it awesome. Amen? They're not saying amen. That's okay. All right. Well, yeah, it's, maybe, maybe we'll get scarier people next time. We'll see what happens. But, no, I'm just kidding. But, CMA has a special place in my heart. My, uh, this, I know some of you are like, does he always wear this for church? For you new people, no, I don't always dress like this for church. But, but these, these are my, my grandfather's colors. My grandfather got me involved in CMA when I was eight years old, and I've been a part of CMA for 22 years. Am I even old enough for that to happen? That's crazy, right? I'm, I'm actually 35, but, uh, but I got to be around it when I was a little bit younger, and then I became a member later on, and it's just awesome, and um, I, I'm just so grateful to God that, that for, for this organization. This organization taught me how to worship. 
this organization taught me how to love people who are not, that don't look like everybody else, right? But, and they, I, they also encouraged me to get a whole bunch of tattoos. Are you with me? Come on. Uh, I, I had this whole plan written out, this whole drawing. I was going to get these, these flames that tattooed on my head that went all the way down to my neck and met with a cross with this, this, this said Jesus freak on it. Guess how many of those tattoos I got? That many, right? I didn't, even, I didn't even get a tattoo while I was in the Marine Corps. Can you believe that? I mean, I don't know how it happened, but I didn't get a single tattoo. Chelsea's got two or three, or uh, they just multiply by the minute. I don't know what's happening. Can somebody say, happy birthday, Pastor Chelsea? Happy birthday, Pastor Chelsea. We love her so much. And uh, my beautiful bride, it's so fun to celebrate your birthday on a Sunday. And I just love you and I adore you. So thank you for being you. Thank you for being such a great mom and a great wife, and a great pastor, and a great friend. We love you. We love you. All right, let's get back to John the Baptist, because this, this is a burly dude. If I had to think of any, I mean, this dude's eating bugs. Come on, somebody. How many people have eaten bugs? How many people never eat bugs? doesn't matter how much of a delicacy they are in somewhere else in the world. They can be a delicacy there. They're not going to be a delicacy on my table. Are you with me? All right, come on. But we've got John the Baptist. He's in prison. Now, you need to know that he's in prison for something that isn't even bad. Are you with me? He's not in prison because he, he robbed the convenience store. right? He's not in prison because he didn't pay his taxes. He's in prison because he told somebody, King Herod, that he, did, he was doing something wrong and he called him out on it. And King Herod didn't like that very much. Come on. How many of us like being called out on the things we did wrong? See, John the Baptist, he's a rugged dude. He's not, he, didn't, he didn't come in like, oh, oh you know, hey, um, um, King Herod, um, I just want to let you know that uh, you, you, you made a mistake. No, no, he probably got in his face. He's like, listen, man, with, with just some, you know, the grasshopper breath. You know what I'm saying? Like, just up in his grill. You're like, hey, you can't do these things. It's not right. Are you with me? And, of course, King Herod, you know, is so gracious and threw him in jail. Right? Are you with me? Right? Threw him in jail for, for just telling him the truth. Are you with me? Oh, my gosh. We had the sheriff come, out, come by this morning because the, the drum line was playing the drums back there, and, and the people across the street thought it was us making so much noise. I thought I was going to jail, too. It was going to be fun. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's awesome. As we sit here and, and think about John the Baptist, we need to go back to the beginning of his story, and then we can come back to where he's at in jail. In Luke 1, verse 41, we, we see this is, this is where, where John the Baptist enter, enters the story. Are you with me? All of you that are expecting right here. At the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's child leaped within her, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, if you know who that is, that's John the Baptist, Jesus' cousin, hanging out in mommy's belly, and then Mary comes in with Jesus in her belly, and they get in and they start giving each other high fives through the belly. Are you with me? Like, he just gets so excited that he's in the presence of Jesus that something starts to leap within her. Are you with me? And the Holy Spirit enters into her. How many of you have the Holy Spirit inside of you right now? Oh, my goodness. You know how I know if you do? Because you start getting excited, and your excitement just lights up somebody else's excitement. Are you with me? All of a sudden, when, when their spirit is inside of you, you know, because you see somebody, be like, you ever gone to a store, somebody be like, oh, hey, hey, are you, are, you, are you saved? Are you born again? Because there's just something about you. Are you with me? Come on. You've, you've met that person that just joy exudes out of them, right? The Holy Spirit dwells within them. And this is, this is our, our beginning of his story. There's, there's something in his soul that knows he's in the presence of Jesus, even within the womb. Before he was John the Baptist, he was John the fetus. Are you with me? John the fetus was jumping up and down inside of his mom. 
going, Jesus is here, Jesus is here, Jesus is here. Are you with me? John the fetus. Uh, if you didn't learn anything today, you've learned about John the fetus, didn't you? Come on, somebody. But John the Baptist, and that's where he starts his story. And there's, like I said, sometimes, isn't it amazing when, when your soul just knows? Just knows, right, Summer, when you walk by, something leaped in your soul going, I need to be here. I need to be a part of what God's doing here. Are you with me? Right, Blanche, when you go down to Mexico, there's just something just goes in your soul telling you, oh, I'm doing the right thing. I'm doing what God's called and created me to do. Right, JP, where'd JP go? Right, oh, out, out in Hemet this weekend, right? Did something just jump in your soul when that man who is a homeless man came off of the streets and is going to get his life right? Are you with me? Come on, somebody. Oh, goodness, there's something that just jumps in our soul. I know Pastor Keith and I and, and a bunch of the other leaders were, were there this weekend, and, and we, we did our first little raising money to, for missions and, and did a yard sale. It was awesome. And something just jumped in our soul at the thought of what this could do for so many other people. Are you with me? Is the Holy Spirit here today? I hope he is. I hope he's with us today. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Here's the first point for my note takers. Where are my note takers at? Do we have any note takers today? You brought your notebooks? All right. Here's, here's the first point this morning. I will trust the Holy Spirit. I will trust the Holy Spirit. You see, no one had to tell John the fetus who Jesus was. He just knew. Holy Spirit speaks to us. And you just know that something's right, something's good, something's moving. Come on, I have expectation that God is going to move today and touch people's lives. Are you with me? Expectation. Somebody say expectation. Expectation. How does John the fetus know that it's Jesus in the womb? Come on. No one can tell him but the Holy Spirit. No one can tell him but the Holy Spirit. There's something the Holy Spirit tells you that the whole world tries to tell you that's opposite. Are you with me? There's some things that we can't comprehend with our logical minds, but the Holy Spirit will interpret to us that it's good. Are you with me? Come on, somebody. Learning to trust the Holy Spirit and hear his voice and understand him is one of the greatest skills you will ever get in your entire life. Are you with me? No? Okay, cool. The Holy Spirit is the one that whispers say it and says, hey, give that person $5. And you're like, why? I don't know them. And then you give them $5 and you find out what God wanted to do. And they say, no one's ever done that for me. No one's ever loved me like that. And you ask them about their day and ask them how they're doing. The Holy Spirit is the same spirit that says that when you go to a church and, and you start to feel that tingle that comes up your spine, that something's different, something's happening, somebody's getting healed, somebody's life's getting changed. I'll bet you felt the Holy Spirit just brush across your back when these ladies came up out of that water brand new. Are you with me? The Holy Spirit tells us things that we would never know otherwise. Are you with me? So this is where John the fetus is at. Let's move, let's, let's move forward a little bit. Now, I'd love to tell you about his teenage years, but unfortunately, they were not recorded in, in Scripture. Are you with me? Right? They didn't talk about all the crazy stuff that he and his cousin Jesus were doing as teenagers. But that's all right. We can move on to where the first time when they interacted as adults. Are you ready? First time it's recorded is right here. And this, this is what a answers these questions. The question that John asked in Matthew eleven three says, are you the Messiah we've been expecting or should we be looking for someone else? You know, before I jump too far, I've got to say this. If you don't know a person's expectations, mm, you'll never understand their disappointments. 
Think about that for a minute. If you don't understand someone's expectations, you'll never understand their disappointments. You see, because everything we do is based on our expectations. You sat in that chair without fear because you expected it to hold you up when you sat down. Are you with me? There was no fear in that because your conviction said, hey, I'm going to sit on this chair. I'm going to be comfortable. I'm either going to sit in the sun because I like the sun or I'm going to sit in the shade because I don't like the sun. Come on, somebody. I've noticed all the whiter people are on that side. You've got to protect that complexion. You know what I'm saying? Come on now. They're, everybody's looking around. They're like, yeah, we are browner than those people over there. You just like to tan. That's okay. Yeah, I like ta- tan. We, we, have, we have the tan section of church, and we have, we have the extra white section. Chelsea, you're on the wrong side. She's working on her, but you put your face in the shade. Goodness gracious. This is why she's still the color she is, because she, she, she doesn't understand this tanning thing. You actually have to sit with your skin showing in the sun. Anyway, we'll figure that out. We'll figure that out. You know, she's another year older. Maybe she's another year wiser. She'll figure it out, right? Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. So this is an interesting question coming from John the Baptist, saying, are you the Messiah we've been expecting, or should we keep looking for someone else? Because John the fetus knew this is Jesus. He knew without having to know, leaping in his mother's womb. Come on. He knew. From bouncing baby John the fetus to this next interaction right here. In Matthew 3, verse 11, he says to the crowd, he says, I baptize with water those who repent of their sins and turn to God. But someone is coming. Come on, somebody say someone is coming. Someone is coming soon who is greater than I am. So much greater that I'm not even worthy to be his slave or carry his sandals. He will baptize you in the Holy Spirit and with fire. He is ready to separate the chaff from the wheat with his winnowing fork. And then he will clean up the threshing area, gathering the wheat into his barn, but burning the chaff with never-ending fire. Come on. This is John the Baptist. Are you with me? We got, we got through John the fetus, but now we're sitting with John the Baptist. This is the bug-eating John the Baptist. This is the guy that's fire and brimstone, preaching. Are you with me? Sharing all the stuff that's going to come after you if you don't accept God. Are you with me? This is John the Baptist. This is this crap. I'll bet, I'll, bet I'll bet he rode a Harley. What do you guys think? You think he rode a Harley? I'll bet John the Baptist rode a Harley. One ugly panhandle, like old school, has no shocks on it. Are you with me, right? Like you can't drive to the grocery store without having a backache type Harley. Are you with me? This is John the Baptist. John the Baptist. And I, I love, somebody say expectation. Did you, did you hear any expectations in there from John the Baptist of who Jesus would be? I don't know if we, we read that, if we actually heard that. You say, he said, He is ready to separate the chaff from the wheat with his winnowing fork. You know what that means? It means that he's ready to get the junk out and pull all the good stuff out. Are you with me? He's like, I want to separate the good stuff from the bad stuff. Now, uh, you got to understand John the Baptist right here. He's he's preaching to a bunch of people who don't know God, who are are heathen, who are... much like our church. (laughs) I'm just just kidding. He's preaching to these people where he's going, listen... You're going to either be wheat or you're going to be chaff. And Jesus is going to be the one to separate them out. Oh, he's going to bring the fork. He's going to bring the fork. And he's going to bring the fire. Are you with me? This is John the Baptist's expectation of Jesus. 
He's like, oh, there is one who is greater than me, who I'm not even worthy to be his slave or to carry his sandals. He, he will separate the, the, the wheat from the chaff. He, he will bring judgment and make sure that the right people get where they're supposed to be and the other people will not. Are you with me? This is John the Baptist's expectation. Are you with me this morning? Yeah? Are you learning some stuff about John the fetus and John the Baptist? Come on. John the Baptist knew who Jesus was. You see, in that moment, it didn't matter what Jesus did. He knew who Jesus was. Are you with me? Some of us, some of us treat Jesus like a genie. We'll pray, ask God to do something, and then we're waiting for that to happen. But until then, I'll just keep asking God to do something. Are you with me? It's no more than that. But when we know Jesus, somebody say, know Jesus. When we know Jesus, when we know who he is, Oh, he's the author and finisher of my faith. Oh, Jesus, Jesus is the one who made me free. Are you with me? Jesus allows me to stand up on this platform and preach his name. Are you with me? This is the same Jesus. When you know who he is, there's such a difference between just knowing what he does. Are you with me? Come on. He didn't say anything about what he does. He said who he is. There's one coming who's greater than me. I'm not worthy to carry his sandals. He had an expectation of Jesus. He knew that Jesus was the Messiah. Somebody say expectation. Now here's the thing. The Jews expected a Savior to come. They expected somebody to come and to set their people free. They expected Jesus to come and take over the government. Are you with me? They expected him to do something specific. They thought he was going to come in as a warrior. And, and take out the oppression. Are you with me? Some of you are. Here's, no, here's point number two. God is not bound to my expectations. Ooh, let's say that again. Can we say that together? God is not bound to my expectations. God is not bound to my expectations. Isaiah 55, verse 8, says, My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord. And my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. Verse 9. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. I had a, had a great conversation with my 8-year-old in the past week. And he told me, he says, Dad, I don't know why I do the wrong thing all the time. And he was really disappointed in himself. He's like, God, I just, every time I, I just make the wrong choice. And I, I told him, I say, buddy, take some time before you make a choice and ask God what his thoughts are, what his ways are. I mean, I wonder, I wonder if we were to ask God, what are your thoughts on this relationship that I have? What are your thoughts on this business idea I want to pursue? What are, your, what are your thoughts about the diagnosis I was just given? Because all of a sudden we jump to some conclusions that maybe Jesus never had for us. Are you with me? Come on, all of a sudden, we, we look at our circumstances and think that's, that's the only truth there is. When the truth is what he says it is. Are you with me? Because his ways are higher than my ways. And his thoughts are higher than my thoughts. You see, in the middle of my turmoil, in the middle of my pain, all I can think about is that, my pain. But if I were to sit for a moment and go, God, is there a purpose to my pain? God, is, is, there, is there a reason for, for this thing that's happening to me. God, are you trying to do, so, are you separating the wheat 
from the chaff in my life. Are you with me? Come on. Come on. Because when we're looking at John the Baptist, he's thinking, oh, Jesus is going to come in here and slice things up. Oh, my gosh, it's going to be like some kung fu movie. You know, just Jesus like, ah. No, nobody? All right. I figured you needed to laugh or something, but Jesus is going to come in and, and clean house, right? Jackie Chan style. Are you with me? Come on. Anybody like Jackie Chan? No? Uh, it's uh, Sylvester Stallone. Like, do we, do we, who's your favorite action action star? Who is it? Jason Statham. Why Jason Statham? He is action-packed. That dude's crazy, right? He's crazy. The Rock. The Rock's pretty gnarly. I like The Rock, too. That guy's pretty cool. I like his tattoos. And I like, I wish I looked, you know, my spirit man looks like The Rock. I mean, my regular man, I don't know what it looks like, you know, but I can't see all the way around. That's the problem, you know. But my spirit man looks like The Rock. Come on. When I wake up in the morning, I like, before I open my eyes and look in the mirror, <laughs> just ready. Eyebrow goes up. You know who the rock is, what the rock is cooking? Come on. I just, getting in there. You with me? Come on, expectations. <laughs> expectations. God is not bound by my expectations. His thoughts are higher than my thoughts. You know what? This whole series is about prison break. I want to set you free from the prison of your expectations this morning. Are you ready? Oh, I expected things to be a certain way. I expected things to look a certain way. I expected the breakthrough to come a certain way. But can I tell you, it's almost like the more expectations you have, the more fun God has making that not the case. He has a great time showing you that he has so many more ways to bless you than the one that you asked for. Are you with me? I think that when I think about my expectations and my disappointments, come on somebody. See, the most common way for God to grow my faith is to disappoint my expectations. Oh, did you know that your faith doesn't have to grow if he does it your way? Because you'll be like, see, I believe that, and that was going to happen. You, know, you believe it, you receive it, and you achieve it. Come on. <laughs> Are you with me? Right. Get, get that stuff out of there. You know what? It's not even about that. It's going, God, your will be done, not my will. Jesus taught us this right, right in the Garden of Gethsemane as he's sitting there going, I don't want to take this cup. This sounds like it's going to be pretty horrible. And, God, if there's another way, I'd, I'd like for you to make another way. But nevertheless, come on, somebody, nevertheless, your will be done and not mine. You see, if we can live our lives like that, instead of going, God, it's not by my expectations. Some of us, you know what? You didn't expect your pastor to look like a hoodlum today, right? You didn't expect to go to a church that was going to have a motorcycle day. Are you with me? But can I tell you something? Sometimes God isn't giving you what you expect because he's giving you what you need. Oh, did you hear me? Sometimes, maybe these guys know what I'm saying. Sometimes God doesn't give you what you expect because he's giving you what you need. Are you with me? Some of us have gotten so used to having our ears tickled when we go to church that when somebody says to get off your butt and go serve somebody, oh, you have a hard time hearing that. Are you with me? Oh, I know, I know. I make people uncomfortable. And listen, that's not my goal. My goal is to get you out and moving and watch God do something in and through your life. Are you with me? Can somebody testify this morning that God has moved in and through your life? 
Are you with me? It's time to stop with our expectations. Come on, Pastor. Give me a give me a message that I can ooh, just go ooh, 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 ooh. That's a, ooh, that's a good one. Ooh, that makes me ooh, that ooh. I feel the tingles. That one was good, right? You made it rhyme and everything. You know, come on, somebody. Oh, if you just make them all, all those points start with P. Oh, that will just turn. Oh, that just gets me excited. Can we get out of that? Are you with me? Can we get back to the Word of God for a minute? I'm not saying that those aren't great tools to help people remember because, come, come on, someone, someone, if you say planted people prosper, people remember that planted people prosper. Are you with me? So there's nothing wrong with that. But if that's all you've got, then you don't have anything. Are you with me? When our expectations are just to sit and go, well, that was a nice service. Mm, the worship was so good. You know, and that was it. That's it. That's it. Did you hear the whisper of the Holy Spirit when you were walking through 7-Eleven that said, if you pray for that person, I'll pull them out of their wheelchair? Did you hear that? Oh, because everywhere he sent his disciples, which were less educated than you and me. Come on. Oh, these were just regular guys that, 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 that the, the Jewish people had rejected, said they, they can't memorize the Torah, so we're going to make them a fisherman. We're going to make them a carpenter. We're going to make them do these other things because they're not smart enough to memorize the Torah. Are you with me? And if Jesus sent them out two by two and said that wherever you go, I'll go with you, and, and, we, and you'll see miracles follow you. Are miracles following you? That's my question. Come on. Or, or are you dragging them to church hoping that the miracle will happen right here? The miracles should follow you. Are you with me? Oh, I hope this is an activation service. <laughs> where all of a sudden we stop just waiting. Where, oh, well, it, oh, if the pastor just prays over me and gives me, if he gives him a prophetic word for me, oh, I'll be able to move forward with him and, oh, I'll be able to see the fullness of what God has for me. Can I tell you something? The same Holy Spirit that talks to me is the same Holy Spirit that talks to you. Oh, that, that's been the whole problem with the religion the whole time, thinking that someone is closer to God than you. That's why Jesus had to go on the cross and break the veil so that you could go into the Holy of Holies. Are you with me? And yet we sit with an expectation that somebody else is going to tell me what to do and how to do it. Are you with me? I've told our leaders, as I've sat down with our leaders, I said, listen, because they'll say, hey, what, do you, what, what, what should we do? What, how should we do it? I said, ask God. He's the CEO of this church. Don't ask me. Don't ask me. I'm just the donkey he uses to shout on Sunday mornings. Are you with me? Right? I'm an, I'm an idiot just like the rest of us, and, and you know what? But, but he will lead our church. Can, do you believe that? Do you believe that Jesus will lead your household? Are you, do you believe that? Because if you believe it, you'll walk it out in faith, going, you are the Lord of my life, direct my steps today. Instead, a lot of the times we go, well, I had a plan. We were going to go to this party, and we're going to do this thing, and, and but my show is on at that time. And God, if you, if you whisper to me at 7, I'm not going to be able to go to Walmart and pray for that guy. You've got to do it at 6 because my show comes on at 7. Come on, somebody. Oh, it's getting real. Expect somebody say expectation. Expectation. Let's let's go back to the, the Bible here. Let's go back to John the Baptist because I think he can teach us something. I think he can teach us something. Oh, the most common way for God to grow my faith is to disappoint my expectations. So John the Baptist sends his disciples because John's in jail in jail, and now he's discouraged, right? Because he had an expectation that when Jesus came. He was going to bring the fork and bring the fire. Somebody say, bring the fork and bring the fire. Come on, somebody. Bring the fork and bring the fire. And all of a sudden, he's in jail for preaching the gospel. He's in jail for telling somebody the truth. And he's thinking to himself, 
Was I wrong? You ever thought that? Was I wrong? Was it, are you really Jesus? Because now he's sitting in prison going, this isn't what I expected. This isn't how I expected it to go down. I thought, I thought we were going to go in guns a-blazing, ready to take this thing out, right? You're Jason Satham, I'm, I'm the rock, and we're going to do this thing. Are you with me? But instead, here I am in jail, and you're out there. What are you doing, Jesus? What are you even doing? Tell me, what are you even doing? Are you even doing what I, are you doing what I expected? Jesus, are you even working on behalf the way I, I, I envisioned it? Come on, some of us have asked those questions in one form or fashion. Are you with me? And here's, here's Jesus' response. Jesus told them, go back to John and tell him what you've heard and seen. Verse 5, the blind see, the lame walk, those with leprosy are cured, the deaf hear, and the dead are raised to life, and the good news is being preached to the poor. And he added, God blesses those who do not fall away because of me. What was it like to be John the Baptist and hear that response sitting in jail? Maybe he was like, and? Okay, you healed it. And? What else? Like, where's the fork? Come on, come on, come on. Somebody say WTF. You guys said that in church. What's wrong with you? WTF. Where's the fork? Come on. Where's the fire? Where's the fork? Where's the fire? You're sure you're healing people, but I told, listen, I give up everything I had. I told them that you were the guy. Where's the fork? Where's the fire? You're not doing it my way. You're not doing it the way I thought. You see, when Jesus said, when he, he knew the truth about him, but he didn't know how he was going to do it. You see, Jesus came and he separated the junk. He got the junk out of our life. Are you with me? When he went up on that cross, I can only imagine the defeat that most of the disciples had felt in that moment, thinking it's over, it's done. But Jesus said, it is finished. Because when Jesus was on that cross, that's when the, that's when the threshing came. That's when he could finally take, take the wheat, take the people that he loved, take you and take me out of the junk so that we could be free. You see, what, what I learned in this moment with John the Baptist, he was in a physical prison, but worse than his physical prison was the prison he was in his mind, thinking, maybe I was wrong. Maybe what the Holy Spirit told me about who this Jesus was, maybe I missed it. See, the prison wasn't, wasn't the physical prison he was in. It was the prison right here. Oh, my, my expectations are not being met, and I feel disappointed. God, why did you call me to this, this church that's in a parking lot? I'm disappointed. God, you, I thought the vision was going to be for this beautiful building and for all these things to happen, and, and that we, we, had these, we, we had these pastors who are actually intelligent. Come on, somebody. And I feel a little bit disappointed. Are you with me? Are you with me today? Did you feel some disappointment when you were believing for the promotion and then you got laid off? But then all of a sudden got an even better job. You see, listen, sometimes God has to disappoint us from our plan so he can give us something bigger and better. Are you with me? Oh, it's not what I expected, but it's so much more. It's so much more. We never got to do these things before. I never got to experience God this way before. Can I tell you something? When I was 23 years old and I had my own business and I'm, I'm doing all my, my online sales and I'm thinking I'm going to be a millionaire. I'm going to be sitting on the fantail of somebody's yacht. Come on, some, preferably mine. Come on, somebody, right? Are you with me? And then all of a sudden God disappointed, right? You're like, dude, what? why didn't it work? 2009 in a, in a downward economy and why didn't it work? I don't understand, you know. I had this vision. 
But it was not without that moment to learn that disappointment and to, to see the fullness of what God wants to do. Because can I tell you something? I'll trade that yacht every day for another summer. Come on. I'll trade that yacht every day for another Desiree. Are you with me? Are you with me right now? Because all of a sudden when we get uncomfortable and say, God, use my life. Your will, not my will be done. How do you want to do it today? Then he will set people free through you. Are you with me? He'll use a bug eating, come on, jump the fetus. Are you with me? To go and change the world. He'll use you. Oh, every addiction you've ever had, oh, he'll use it for his glory. Come on, somebody. Every, every bad thought you've ever dealt with, oh, he'll use it for his glory. Are you with me? Because when people start to see that you're a real person instead of just somebody who stands up on a platform, stands up on a stage and looks better and talks better and acts better than everybody else, oh, they, they, I've got to be honest with you. I've sat with pastors where I'm like, I could never be you. Oh, I might as well quit now. Are you with me? I sat with pastors and said, you know, have you ever thought about quitting? And they're like, no. And I'm like, oh, crud. I think about it every Monday. <laughs> Did they even listen? Nobody actually took the note-taking people didn't even really take notes. Come on. Oh, paper Bibles aren't even coming to our church anymore. Come on, somebody. But God, sometimes he's going to break our expectations so that he can exceed our expectations. You know what? Can I be honest with you? When, when we launched as our own church, it was the most nerve-wracking thing I could possibly think of to do in my life. I'm like, what? Why would we do this? This doesn't make any sense at all. But then, and then when we launched, we lost pretty much 90% of our leaders, didn't we, Potters? We, how, I mean, how many people have been here since the beginning? Uh, you two. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Oh, it's been disappointing. God, I thought we were gonna we were gonna go and save this person and save that person, and we'd be at thousands of people by now, touching lives. Oh, we would just do church in those in those those yards over there, just going and talking to people. And sh- I've had an expectation, and he broke my expectation and created disappointment, and then he exceeded my expectation, because our the leaders we have right now and the people that are moving right now are the ones that are called for such a time as this. Are you, ta- are you hearing me? Because the, this is the foundation of what God wants to do next. Are you with me? I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here for the last two weeks talking about the devil and talking about breaking people out of prisons. And you know what? I'm, I'm, peeing, I'm pissing him off. Huh? Did I say that at church? Oh, I, made him, I made him pretty mad. I made him pretty mad because he's retaliated in all kinds of ways. And if he's retaliated in your home, uh, we've been praying for you. Our, our, our prayer team has been vigilantly praying for you. There's been people's water pipes busting out of nowhere, right? Th- stuff that's just happening to people. Depression has gone to an all-time high in so many of our homes. Why? Because the enemy knows that if we can get past this part, oh, the freedom that we'll experience. Oh, my goodness. If we, if we get a glimpse of who we are in him, oh, the change that will happen in our region. Oh, my goodness. That's where it comes from. So when the enemy attacks again, oh, you should get so excited. Excited, going, hey, today's the day. Today's the day of salvation. Watch what's going to happen next. I got to tell you, every time that dude hits me, I go, do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Somebody's going to see that I won't retaliate to you. So do it again, and I'll show them the love of God. Are you with me? Oh, when that junk hits you again, go ahead. God's got more for me. The more you hit me, the more testimony I'll have, the more lives I'll touch, the more people will impact. Come on. One of the daughters in our church was going through some, some major anxiety stuff. And then one day, sitting in the car with her mom, says, Mom, I think I, think I know what I'm going to be when I grow up. I think I'm going to be a therapist. 
because then I can help people going through what I'm going through. Are you with me? Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. How many of us, if we sent, sent a little bit of time and spent with the Holy Spirit, he would tell you that the thing that you're embarrassed about is the power that God has within you? Oh, the, the testimony that you carry, the things that you've been through. If you tell somebody how the, about the glory of God and how you got through those things and how you were able to put that thing in your past, oh, those things are going to set people free. You know what we don't need? We don't need another pastor that's just going to tickle people's ears and to make them feel comfortable in their chairs, make sure they got, they got coffee in the lobby and donuts. And are you, are you with me? I'm not saying there's anything wrong with coffee and donuts. I love coffee and donuts too. Right? We had some good, good new cold brew, right? Everybody was excited about that cold brew. Well, well, well done, Livingston. That was so good. And, and I love that God gave you guys the last name of our church. That's amazing. Livingston's. No, it's Livingstones. You just missed the E. It's okay. Come on, somebody. But God's called us for such a time as this. Are you ready, church? Oh, man, I beat myself up for the last two weeks thinking like, man, maybe I, maybe I opened up the wrong can of worms talking about setting people free and doing this stuff. And, oh, man, look how much he's hurting these people that I love, my own family, dealing with those things. Man, it's challenging. But can I tell you something? Perseverance. Come on, when I, when, I get a new, when I get a new perspective, when I start to see, when I break my old perspective, when I break my old expectations, that it's all going to be hunky-dory. Come on, somebody. You know, I'd love to say that John the Baptist had an experience like, like we talked about with, uh, with Paul and Silas a couple weeks ago. I wish I could say that, but can I tell you something? Even that expectation of being set free that way didn't happen for John the Baptist. Come on, he's hearing these stories about about praising God in the middle of the night and watching the doors fly open and chains fall off of people. And, and John the Baptist is going, I served you. I did all this work. Why isn't this happening for me? Are you even the real Jesus? Come on. Come on, somebody like that. It'd be the same thing that if you saw me and I said, is Jesus even real? And if I felt that and thought that, you'd be so confused. Well, if the pastor can't believe that Jesus is real, should I believe that Jesus is real? Are you with me? His expectations were broken. His freedom was found in heaven. Because his head got served on a platter. He didn't get breaking out, broken out of jail. Listen, maybe, maybe God doesn't break you out of your jail, but we're still talking about John the Baptist today, thousands of years later. Come on. And, and if we started to realize that there's something bigger than us, something bigger than our moment, something bigger than our emotions, are you with me? Because emotionally, I was ready to quit these last two weeks, preaching on this stuff and, and sharing, sharing, revealing the enemy. Because you point him out, man, he gets mad. He gets mad. But I still remember. That, that smear is still right there. Chelsea thinks that's gross. I think it's a, a badge of honor from my pulpit that the devil's little guts got squeared on, smear, squeared, smeared, smeared on my pulpit. That's a new word, squeared. I don't know. Scary and weird at the same time, squeared. Just made that up, coined that, you know, make sure I get a patent. Can I get my worship team to come up here? We can get those hot dogs on the grill. I think there's just an anointing with the smell of hot dogs. Come on, somebody. If we had bacon, it'd be like just going into the Holy of Holies. <coughs> got to come to men's breakfast for bacon, but that's where the good stuff is. Come on. I got to tell you that too, church. 
I love that you're here on Sunday morning, but can I tell you the good stuff is found on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday. It, it comes when you're serving down in Mexico. It comes when you're going to women's group. It comes when you're going to men's group. It comes when you're, when you're sharpening iron against iron and you're telling somebody all the junk you're going through. Can I tell you that, that here is just the appetizer. Come on, it's the appetizer. It's just to tease you so that you can get into God's word this week. Are you with me? If you're, if you're expecting to come to church and get fed, you got it all wrong. You come to church so you can taste and see that it's good. And then you get back in here by yourself and say, God, show me something. Oh, if you can show that nimwit on that stage something. If you can show that hoodlum up there something. What can you show me? Come on. Are you with me? Are you with me, church? I love you so much. I wonder if any of us are like John the Baptist. Here's the, here's the fourth thing for my note takers. I will have faith God's way. I will have faith God's way. Say that to your neighbor. I will have faith God's way. You see, it's, it's easy to believe when you have your own expectations. When you're like John the Baptist. Hey, he's going to bring the fork. He's going to bring the fire. And he's writing back to him, WTF, where's the fork? Where's the fire? Come on. Some of you are like, I'm not coming back to this church. You just said WTF. You're offended by three letters. That's amazing. Where's the fork? Where's the fire? Gosh, you definitely wouldn't go to John the Baptist's church. <laughs> they don't even serve donuts there. Come on. Those expectations. I will have faith God's way. His ways are higher than my ways. Maybe. Somebody say maybe. Maybe. Maybe God's way's better. Maybe. Maybe God's way's bigger. Come on. Somebody say he called me to better. Oh, somebody shout he's called me to bigger. Are you with me? You got to understand God has called you to better and he's called you to bigger. That means he's going to exceed your expectations, but not without disappointing them first. Did you hear me? Not without disappointing them first. You thought it was going to be this way and he made a different way. He says, his word says, when there seems to be no way, I will make a way. So if you still see a way, we're not even close yet. Until you see that there's no way. Now you start to understand that God's going to make a way. He's making a way where there seems to be no way. Come on, somebody. Maybe. Maybe he had to tear away that relationship. And for you to have that experience so you'd know what you were really worth. Come on, somebody. All that breakup that you experienced. Because God had better. You didn't know it yet. Probably mad at him, probably cussing at him. Can I tell you something? One of the best places you can be is cussing at God. Oh, I know. I just offended a whole bunch of religious people. That's okay. Listen, I've had times where I'm arguing with God. But can I tell you something? I feel closer to God when I don't understand and I'm asking him to give me an answer. Are you with me? When you're wrestling with God, you're close with him. You understand that? He's not asking you to be perfect. That's why he sent his son. He's asking you to believe. He's asking you to see it his way. Understand that I'm a good father and I love you and I'm not going to leave you where you're at. But you got to trust me through this point. You gotta trust me for what's next. You gotta trust me that I know what I'm doing. I've been doing it a lot longer than you have. Come on, somebody. 
He didn't do it John the Baptist's way. Because you know what? If Jesus would have only done, met John the Baptist's expectations, he would have alienated a whole bunch of people and left them for dead. And all he would have done was done a, a little political deed to set the people free for how many years until they went back to oppression by themselves. But you see, Jesus, when he came, he said, he's like, no, John, you don't understand, buddy. I got something bigger. I got something better. I'm going to save people for all eternity, not just right now. Are you with me? It's the reason that we can preach today. The love of Jesus, it, it goes so much more past just the moment in time when John the Baptist was alive. He was waiting for the captives to be set free, meaning, Jesus, when are you going to break me out of jail? When's that going to happen? I, I read in Isaiah, I read in Isaiah that, 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 that that's what you're going to do. You're going to set the captives free. So I heard you with the healing. I heard you ministering to the poor. And when are you going to set the captives free? And Jesus said, you don't understand. My kingdom is not of this world. I'm going to set every captive free. Not just the one behind bars, but the one who's behind the bars in their mind. Those invisible bars that say that you're not worthy, that you're not good enough, that you'll never make it, you'll never amount to anything. Those invisible bars that have left you in prison your whole life, thinking that you weren't, weren't worthy, weren't worth it. Are you with me? When someone took advantage of you when you were younger, and ever since, the enemy has told you that's all you're worth. Come on. And all of a sudden, you're going, I'm just, I'm just somebody to be trampled on. I'm just somebody to be, come on. Are you with me? But Jesus said, you're worth it. You're worth it. You were worth every step carrying that cross. You're worth every step getting up one more time. You were worth, you were worth stretching out my hand to put that nail in. Come on. Ah, your will, not my will be done. I want to set them all free. Are you with me? John the Baptist got to see Jesus face to face. He got to, he got to experience his presence in his mother's womb. Come on. And, and, and sitting there, when he went to baptize Jesus, he says, I'm not worthy to baptize you. You should be baptizing me. But Jesus said, we have to fulfill the prophecy. We have to fulfill what God wanted to do, so you need to baptize me. Come on. Because Jesus knew that if, if he came off of that cross, which he could have, if he came off of that cross, it wouldn't have been finished. But when he looked at you, when he thought about 2021, and he thought about you sitting in that chair right here in, in French Valley, thinking, how did I get here? How did my life end up in this place? Oh, why did they drag me to this church with this weird guy? Jesus was going, you're worth it. I'm not coming down. I'm not coming down. I'm going to finish this because I love you. Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break your expectations. I'm going to mess up your expectations. Because what I'm going to do in your life is going to be so much bigger than you can imagine. Come on. Mm. Mm. Do you feel those chains breaking off right now? Those invisible prisons right now are just, just dissipating in the name of Jesus. The things that have been holding you back, you realize aren't even there. It was a lie the whole time. Oh. The enemy's like, you're going to regret this one. No enemy, you're going to regret this. You've messed with God's people. And God does not, God's word does not return void. Come on. I know. I know that God is going to do a work 
in this city. I know, I know without a shadow of a doubt that he's going to use this church to be able to be an epicenter for the movement of the Holy Spirit. I know, I know that the best pastors are going to grow out of this church and they're going to grow into other places. I know that the best worship leaders are going to come out of this church and be sent all over the world to set the captives free. Come on, it's through that disappointment that you grow your faith. Are you with me? All of a sudden, when things can't work, when it's impossible, God comes in and goes, ha, 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 oh, it's going to be good. Are you with me? Oh, can I tell you? I wasn't jumping like that when I got laid off. I was sitting depressed on my couch going, God, why did you call me to Southern California where it's really expensive to live and then take my job away and here I am stuck here and I'm not even providing for my wife. I'm not providing for my new baby. I'm not even, I'm not even qualified to be a man. Come on, man. I know some of you felt that. I know you felt that when you can't provide, you feel like you're not even being a man. You turn to video games or alcohol or something just to get through life. Come on. But can I tell you something? I praise God that he gave me an amazing wife. Because this amazing woman who was still working, taking care of stuff, and it, which hurt me even more. Are you with me? I'm sitting there going like, I'm even less of a man. She's the one that has to go make this family happen. And you know what she said to me? She said, maybe God is making you available for something. Why don't you go down to the church and ask if you can help with something? Ashamed. Why didn't I think of that? I go down to the church. Say, Pastor, is there anything you need? He said, the, the cleaning lady quit. Can you be our cleaning lady? Yeah, I can be the cleaning lady. I'm not saying a lady or a man. Anybody can clean. Come on, somebody. I was a PFC in the United States Marine Corps. I know it stands for perfect for cleaning. Are you with me? Come on. I'm, I'm pretty darn good at cleaning now. But I remember crying as he gave me the keys to the church, being in there by myself, swallowed by a brand-new baby boy, put him on the pew, and started vacuuming the church, thinking, God, well, isn't there something more for my life than this? You're not meeting my expectations. I thought I was going to be on a yacht by now. Watching my little baby sitting there crying. and This is, this is all your dad's mount up to be, man. It's just, I'm the cleaning lady now. But without those moments, without coming in, you know what? You know what we did and didn't even know it? God's word says that if you're faithful to build his house, He's faithful to build your house. I didn't know that, but I lived it. I remember coming in and, and just cleaning stuff up, making, getting it all ready, holding the mints for my pastor, saying, hey, I know your breath's going to stink. Don't go talk to people without having a mint first. Come on. I remember just being that guy. And never, never, oh, man, I remember the first time he asked me to preach. I'm like, I don't think I can do that. And then he asked me to preach on a Sunday morning twice, and now I know I can't do that. That's why we only have one service here. Come on, somebody. By the time I'm done, I pass out. But come on. He, he broke my expectations. There goes the yacht. There goes the six-figure income. 
There goes being a good provider the way I thought I was going to be. There goes all those things. But if I wasn't the one to unlock the church so that this prayer group could come in and pray over people, I was just sitting there in the back. I'm just here to clean. I'm just here to lock up the church. That's all I'm here to do. And somebody says, hey, I heard that that you had a hard time having a baby, but you you have a baby boy now. I said, yeah, yeah, we prayed. For two years, we we thought we had infertility issues, and, and we didn't think we could have a baby of our own. Come on, babies. Shout, babies. That's right. Come on. Mm. And I remember somebody says, hey, can you pray over this guy? I'm like, I'm just the cleaning lady. And I said, yeah, I can pray over him. I started praying over him. I said, Lord, what you've given to me, Lord, that you gave me a baby boy. We tried for two years and we couldn't have a baby, but you gave me a baby boy. His name's Noah. And I love that boy so much. God, I pray, Lord, that you do the same thing for this man who's been praying for his wife's womb to be opened up. God, I pray for you to do something in that. And I just prayed for that guy and said, in Jesus' name, amen. And the other guy who asked me to pray said, hey, how long have you been a pastor here? Since the 12th of never. I just unlocked the door and I vacuumed before you got in here so you could put more crumbs on the floor. That's, that's what I'm here to do. Listen, what God's called you to do you might think he's just, oh, you're making fun of me, God. Can't even be a real man. Can't take care of my family. Oh, now you're going to make me the cleaning lady. If you're a cleaning lady in here, I love you. You're amazing. I'm not, tra- I'm not talking down to you. This was my own self-image and my own problem. Because if I would have realized the blessing of what God was doing in that moment, he was allowing me to be under the, the, the shelter of his house to say, hey, if you can just spend some more time here and love on people, you'll learn that you're not doing so bad. The problem is is you were so stuck in your own head on your own couch that you couldn't see the person in front of you that just needed somebody to pray and believe that they could have a kid. Come on. But how many of us are doing the same thing? Our expectations of how things should go, and we didn't ask God, what's your way? What's your way? Do you want me to be the cleaning lady? Come on, somebody. Paul and Madison, I'm so proud of you. Where'd they go? Where are you at? There's Paul. He's doing sound right now. Madison, where's Madison at? She's way out there doing awesome, important things. Oh, yeah, she's getting ready to, to do this stuff. Madison, I love you, girl. I'm proud of the two of you because you said, what can I do? How can I help? And we have dozens of other leaders doing the same thing. I got so excited telling our denomination that we have eight new pastors coming up through the ranks, that they're going to they're gonna be pastors this year, and right behind them is eight more. Are you with me? This is what God will do when you stop doing it your way. The church I used to go to was called The, the Way. I used, to, I used to be a part of a business called Amway. <laughs> and you know what I figured out? God's way is the best. It's not the way. It's not Amway. It's God's way. Are you with me? Now, I'm not saying that Amway's bad, and I'm not saying the way is bad. Don't hear me the wrong way. I love the Amway business. It's incredible, and there's a lot of amazing people there. And you know what? The Way Family Church right over here, if you need a good church and you don't like me, that's an, a fantastic church you can go to and get fed. Are you with me? But here's what I'm asking you to do. Take a minute. Get out of your own head. Get out of your own expectations. You're going to be disappointed in your own expectations anyways. And ask God, what do you have for me? Let's stand to our feet for a moment. God, what do you have for us? What do you have for us? This is a posture of your heart more than it is a religious thing to do. 
God, what do you have for me? What do you want from my life? What is your plan? I had my plan. What's your plan? You might think you're in a physical prison, but what's worse is that you're in a mental prison. God, we believe you at your word. Your word says that by your stripes we are healed. God, when I prayed for my dad, I expected you to heal him, and you disappointed me. And now he's with you, 100% full, 100% healed with you in heaven. So you did, you did even better than I could have imagined. Come on, somebody. I'm so grateful to have had that experience because it was so hard when I'd go to a, a memorial and somebody would ask me, why did God let this happen? But now I get to see when my own father passed away, when I prayed for him and believed for a miracle and it didn't happen the way I thought it should. And I was disappointed in my own faith. I was able to grow in more faith to understand that, that, he, that God called me to live out that same legacy. Are you with me? Instead of being upset at God that you lost someone, be, honor them with your life. The word says that there's no greater love than this than to lay down one's life for one's friends. No greater love. Jesus showed us that. No greater love than to lay down your life for your friends. Are we laying down our lives today? That's the question. Or are we just upset with God because he didn't meet our expectations? He didn't do it our way. His ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Father God, forgive us this morning for putting expectations on you, for wanting it a certain way. When God, where you've brought us right here and right now is exactly where you want us to be. So God, we give you glory for what is to come. Lord, use this for your will. Take a, take a, a guy who can't believe in himself, sitting on the couch drinking beer, and doesn't believe he can be a man, and take that person, make him into the cleaning lady so that one day he can be the pastor, come on, to go out and bless the nations. Lord God, I thank you that you have called us all to see more. Break off the wheat from the chaff. Bring the fork. Bring the fire. Burn our old way of thinking. Burn our old expectations and help us to see you, Lord, in a new way, in a new way. If you're here this morning and you haven't given your life to Jesus, I want to give you an opportunity to do that. It's the best thing I ever did in my life. Listen, I want you to know that I'm not all that in a bag of chips and I don't, a lot of the times if you talk to my leaders, you'll know I don't, I don't think very highly of myself most often. That's one of my biggest struggles. And I know for some people, they think I'm arrogant because I come up here and I shout and, and do those things. And I want you to know, I don't want you to miss out on, on a relationship with Jesus because you think I'm arrogant, okay? That would, that would kill me. That the reason that you didn't know the Lord is because you couldn't see past a guy in a leather, leather vest and rides a motorcycle, has a beard. If that's all you see, then you're missing it. I hope you never see me. I hope you see him. I hope you see him. I hope you see him. Every time I pray and ask God to make me somebody else, he says, I want them to see me through you. You don't need to be somebody else. You're my son, and I love you. And I want to tell you out there, you're his son or you're his daughter, and he loves you. He loves you. He 
You don't have to be somebody else. You don't have to dress like somebody else. Just be who God made you to be. Ask him, what do you want to do next, Lord? He's just like a, a, a dad at Disneyland. Come on. Dads are almost more of a pain in the butt at Disneyland than the kids are, right? Come on, ladies. You're like, oh, my gosh, would you just stop moving around? Like, come on. I'll just stay still for a minute. Oh, I want to go see this right. Oh, let's get a churro. Come on. <laughs> but our Father God is just like that with you. He just gets so excited about your life. He's like, no, you don't need to stay there. Come on. I got something better for you. It's going to be so awesome. Come on. Come on. Let's go. Hey, hey, mom's slow. Just leave her back there. We're going to go. Let's go over here. Oh, it's going to be so fun. God's got more for you. Don't, don't sit on the couch. If that's you, don't, don't, just don't. Just don't. Get up off the couch and, and serve in our, in, our, in our greeters. Serve in our parking lot ministry. Serve, serve in our children's ministry. Serve with our youth. Come on. Come to, come to Mexico with us. Come on, come on. When, when, when the borders open up, go to Estonia with us. Come on, come on. Just be a part. We got to get out to the Cert Ranch. Come on, we got to get out there to Slave Free Project and, and see people set free. Come on, are you with me? Oh, you want to see value in your life? Stop sitting on your couch. There's no value in your couch. You already pulled the change out. There's none left. You can shake the couch all you want. There's no more blessing inside that couch. It's time to get off of it. Are you with me? It's time to get out there and be the blessing. Watch God pour. He, he, if he can't get it through you, he can't get it to you. Are you with me? Oh, if he can't get it through you, he won't get it to you. If you're so full, you can't receive anymore. Oh, he's, he's done. But if you'll be in a place where you'll let God overflow, you'll let him overflow, he'll bless your, bless your heart, bless your mind, bless everything. Oh, man, as I sit here, I just think about the blessings that God's poured over my life. My motorcycle right there, the green machine. That thing was given to me in 2015. Given to me. God told a, a couple in our church, God said, hey, God, God told me I have to give this to you. And I said, you don't have to give that to me. He said, no, I already wrote your name on the pink slip. It's yours. Come pick it up. That's 2015. Over on this side, I've got, a, I've got a blue Tahoe. This was given to me two months after I bought a brand new car. I don't know why God planned it that way, but, you know. And God gave me a Tahoe right in the middle of COVID. Come on, I want to tell you that when you pour yourself out, can I tell you, a lot of times I'm exhausted. I can imagine just how, 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 how John the Baptist was feeling in that jail going, is this the winning that we were supposed to experience? This isn't what I expected. But yet the outpouring that we're still talking about him today, that lived beyond himself. Come on, I got to tell you, I'm exhausted sometimes serving people. You ever get exhausted serving people? Come on, putting another smile on your face. How many times you don't come to church because you just don't want to put a smile on your face? Are you with me? Come to church without a smile on your face. It's okay. All those judgmental people that are looking at you, they're going to want to wrap their arms around you and tell you how much you're loved. Come, come to church all messed up and disheveled. Oh, if you were drinking on Saturday night and you're feeling guilty about it, that's fine. Come to church smelling alcohol. I'll be the first one to give you a hug and tell you that you're loved. Because it's not about any of that stuff. If the enemy gets in your head and tells you that you're only those, those sins, you're only those decisions, then you'll never get to see the fullness of what he wants to do. If all I believed that I was just the cleaning lady, if that's the only, God just wanted to make fun of me, then I never get to see Summer give her life to Jesus. I never get to see Desiree to, 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 to come out of that water a brand new woman. Come on, somebody. Brand new, healed, made strong, ready for more. Gosh, I'll, I'll go be the cleaning lady again. It's worth it. Are you with me? 
So if that's you this morning and you're like, okay, this dude's crazy, but I think I want a real relationship with God. I don't, I don't want to do this religious thing. I've done that before, but I, I want to I know God for real. I want him to speak to me. With every head bowed and every eye closed, I want to give you an opportunity. This is between you and Jesus. Jesus said, if you'll confess me before men, I'll confess you before the Father. If that's you this morning, you're like, I want to give my life to Jesus. Can you just raise your hand real high for me? Nobody's looking at you. I love you, bro. Proud of you, man. Come on. Come on, that's so good. Is that anybody else? Wave real high for me so I can see you, so I know it's you. Yeah, I see you, man. You're awesome. Proud of you, dude. <laughs> for you that are watching online right now, or you're watching on YouTube, Facebook, wherever you're watching, this can be you. You were sitting on the couch, and that's okay. God can reach you right there. He can reach you right on your, on your commute while you're driving to work. He can reach you. But today's your day. I can almost, I can almost see, I can hear the sniffles. I can hear the sniffles while you're right there. I can hear it. I can hear it, and I can see the tears falling down your cheeks. You're like, was this whole message just for me? And the truth is, is, is it was. Holy Spirit prepared this message just for you so that you could come to know him. And so whether you are raised your hand in here today or, or you're raising your hand online right now, pray this prayer with me. Just something simple. It's not about the words you say. It's about the condition of your heart. I've cussed plenty of times at God, and he understood me. Okay? But just say, dear Jesus, thank you for dying for me. Thank you for dying on the cross so that I could be with you in heaven. Father, thank you for setting me free today, for, for disappointing my expectations and doing so much more in my life than I could have imagined. God, I give my life to you today. I renounce my old self. I want to be made a new man or a new woman. And I want to experience the fullness that you have for me. I dedicate my life to you today. Thank you for taking my sin away and making me brand new. I praise you and I give you glory. In Jesus' mighty name, all God's people said, amen. Come on, lift up a shout this morning. Oh, today, today's a big day. Today's a big day. There's just something about being real, huh? Something about being real. For the, for the young man who gave his life here today, I want you to know that you're loved. That you're a champion, man. That uh, this is the best day of your life. God's going to do something big through you, bro. I'm not going to embarrass you, and that's not my intention. But, uh, but I, I want to speak to you for a moment. I want to tell you that your power is not, not found in what you do. It's found in who you know. And because you have Jesus with you now, when you walk into new places, when you walk into it, walk in with a different expectation that God is going to do something. You don't need to expect things to go right, to go wrong. Just understand that God is going to do something. And say, God, help me to understand what you're doing. And when you do that, you're just going to see more of his fullness, more of his goodness, more of his blessing on you. I just pray over you, man, that you'll have a confidence that just, just gives God glory. That when you walk up to somebody to pray for someone and you believe for them to get healed, that you'll see miracles happen right in front of you. One of my favorite stories is my beautiful bride when she was in the Dominican Republic. Prayed over this woman who was blind. 
She had her, her eyes were glossed over and gray and pointed in two different directions. And God told Chelsea to put her hands on the side of her head just like this. And she started praying. And she said that her hands got so hot while she was praying. And this woman spoke Spanish, I believe, right? Didn't even speak English. Doesn't God hears you whatever language you speak. Come on, somebody. And when she was praying for this woman, her hands got so hot. And she said it felt like my hands were going to melt into her face. And as she was praying, Chelsea opened her eyes to look at her. And this woman's eyes immediately, color came back and stared at her. And the woman gasped because <gasps> she'd never seen before. I believe that you're going to have that same anointing. That when you touch people, when you pray for someone, that you'll see that healing happen right in front of you. I know it sounds crazy, but it's real. It's not, it's not fake. This isn't TV. This isn't some other thing. I'm not just saying this. I'm telling you that if you will believe God at his word, that by his stripes you are healed, that you can walk into a hospital, put your hand on somebody, pray for them, and watch them get healed in, in, immediately. Believe God for that. Believe God for that. I had a hard time believing God for that. I wrestled with him about that because I was always like, what if it doesn't happen? You know, kind of like my dad, praying for him, what if it doesn't happen? What if he dies? Well, he died. What if it doesn't happen? But what if it does? What if it does? What if it does? I've prayed for people and watched them get healed in an instant. I've had them cuss right here in the middle of church because they were just like, I can't believe that just happened. I can't believe my wrist is healed. Pulled his wrist brace off and, and cussed. He still comes to this church, still serves faithfully in this church, and is still blown away when God does crazy stuff. So I'm going to give God an opportunity to do some crazy stuff this morning. Does anybody need healing for anything? I, usually I'll let God pull out specific stuff. But you know what? I just believe in God to do some crazy stuff this morning. Does anybody need healing for anything? And you need healing for something? What do you need healing for? For your feet? Chelsea, can you go lay hands on Graham for me? Where two or more are gathered together, he's there in the midst. Holy Spirit, we pray for Ann McNeese right now, God, that you would bless her feet. God, her feet have been following you. Her feet have been seeking you, have been wanting more, have been wanting deeper relationships and better friendships. And Father God, I pray that the places she walks into, that she would be the best friend that anyone's ever had. God, that she would be that type of person that just exudes your joy, exudes your happiness. Father, that when, when people talk to her, that they would experience a whole new freedom in you, God, because of her. And Lord, because of her walk. And I feel like God's saying that your walk is so important that people are watching. People are looking to see if you're the real deal. And as you keep walking this out, you keep walking out your faith, he's going to show his glory through you. I see you as being a mother to many, that you'll end up being just this friend and mother to many, that people are going to be coming to you looking for counsel, looking for, looking for love, looking for that friendship, looking for somebody that's going to take them in when they couldn't be taken in anywhere else. And I believe that you're the person that will carry that. And so, God, we just bless her into this next part of the journey for her to become that leader that you've called and created her to be. Just thank you for it right now. In Jesus' mighty name, all God's people said, amen. How's your foot feel? Feels good right now. We'll see what, how it feels later, but as soon as any pain comes, you just tell it, tell it in the name of Jesus that I'm healed in the name of Jesus. Does anybody else need healing in here? What do you need healing for, sweetheart? What is it, broken heart? God can heal that. God can heal that. Father God, I just thank you for this beautiful lady. God, I thank you that you've called her for such a time as this. And Lord Jesus, mm, Lord Jesus, bless her to be whole again. 
bless her to be whole again, that, that the brokenness of her heart was only so that it could be mended and made stronger. Oh, I, I, just, I just see the vision of a muscle. Your heart is a muscle, and a muscle has to tear for it to grow, for it to become stronger. And so, God, I pray not for a hardness of her heart, but, God, I pray for her heart to become stronger, her heart to be able to accept more people, her heart to be able to love, love better and love more without contingency. I feel like that's, that, that's the word that God has over you is without contingency. Oh, no longer am I I'm waiting to receive something back, but I'm going to pour out love because God pours into me. As God pours into you, you keep pouring out into other people. Lupe, just let God do it. Let do it. Let God do it. Ooh, come on. Let him do it. There you go. Let go of the bitterness. You can't hold on to that stuff anymore. The next time that thought, you know, like we preached about last week, take every thought captive. When those thoughts come in about that person or about that thing and you're, you're like, oh, it just, oh, just makes me mad every time, the enemy's the one whispering that in your ear so he can get you back on that roller coaster going the wrong direction. But when, as soon as that thought comes in, take it captive going, you know what, not in the name of Jesus. I'm a, I'm a beautiful and amazing woman. I'm called by God. I'm a called for his purpose, and I'm called to do greater things, and I'm going to do that. I'm going to see God move through me like never before. Oh, that none of that stuff matters anymore. I'm so far past it. I'm so far moving forward. My, my one true love, my, my Jesus Christ, is right here with me right now, and he sees me as a beautiful woman, as a beautiful person. He doesn't take advantage of me. He's not looking to get something out of me. All he's looking for is to, is, is to see me make strong come on Lupe God's got more for you girl mm. God's got more for you thank you Jesus thank you Jesus how are those hot dogs looking we have some more people that need prayer for stuff huh if you need prayer for any other healing there's some powerful people right back there at that tent it says how can we pray for you I guarantee you that if when you get prayed for by them, the Holy Spirit's going to move and things are going to shift and things are going to change and be made strong. I'm going to stand up here for a little bit longer. If you need prayer for anything specific, if you want to come pray with me, I'd be honored to pray with you. If But if you are ready for some anointed hot dogs, there's some right over there, and you can get some of that. And then definitely go see the, the, the angel riders over at the CMA tent, the Christian Motorcycle Association. If you have a bike and you want to be a part of what God's doing there, that's a great group of people to get involved with. We love you. Let's enjoy the rest of the day together.